Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Wyatt's World with Wyatt Wheeler. Presented by the Springfield News Leader. doesn't tell you what I'm all about when it comes to kazoo noises and explosions and uh, really dumb music that I don't know what else is going to sum up what this podcast is going to be at some point. But I'm Wyatt Wheeler. Welcome to the first episode of the Wyatt's World podcast. And here we go. This is something that we've been uh, throwing ideas at the wall for the last few months. It's something that I knew I was going to do at some point after some time off, of course, from uh, ending... uh, ending a short-lived radio career, but um, excited to get back over here, excited to share some different creative things that um, we've been working on over here. But a lot of what I want to do is not what this first episode is going to be all about. I thought, oh, we need to do this big, dumb, spectacular of a show, but that's not really what I felt was appropriate. Uh, We're going to get to that probably next week, probably the next few weeks to where um, get some of that shenanigans back in there. But I wanted to do a good old-fashioned interview with somebody that I know a lot of people have missed over the airwaves. His voice has been missed over the airwaves, and it's certainly not mine. Um, It's somebody who I consider one of the great people in my life, a great friend. And this is an interview with Art Haynes as he's battled through West Nile. He was my my co-host on the radio for two years. I did six months on the radio um, without him when he was battling West Nile before just kind of lost its luster and decided to kind of go commit my time to writing and everything. But I-, I knew there would be an opportunity to do something different here at some point. But I'm really excited about this podcast, and we're going to get into a lot of fun later. But this is this is also going to be a platform for some really good interviews and listening to people that you love and who you should love. And this is a man that I've come to love as um, as a mentor and as one of my best friends for uh, the last few years. He was the only reason I got into radio in the first place was to just hang out with him and uh, pick his brain a little bit and um, develop a friend I never thought I'd have it uh, even when we began the show. But wanted to sit down and give you an extended interview with Art Haynes. This is someone who you haven't heard from very often or definitely not in this setting since he's been diagnosed with West Nile. Um, he's, I think you're going to find his spirit to be amazing and he's going to be somebody that I want to bring on this show pretty frequently um, just to talk sports and do uh, just let you know how he's doing and I'm sure you want to hear his opinions more than mine most of the time but welcome to Wyatt's World. Here's my interview with Art Haynes. Give me my check over there. Check, 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 check. 
And you need to give them, um, I was thinking you start out here with like a, in a pleasant good afternoon, just something like okay. that. Okay. Give me, give me one of those right now. Okay. And a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone. Um, that, uh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, bud? Hey, doing good. No, this is, uh, I'm, uh, this is the first time we've done this since uh, I thought I was going to be able to do it the Monday after the Arkansas game. But right. uh, you, you texted me saying that you had, uh, you thought you had a kidney stone. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, this is kind of, this is it's kind of hard to find the words right now. To <laughs> we, we, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, it really has. Um, yeah, it was that next day that I, I guess, fell down in my doctor's office, and he uh, diagnosed it immediately, and they got me to Cox, and I don't remember much for the next month. And I remember I texted you the next morning. Is like, hey, you feeling better today? Just thinking, oh, hopefully past the kidney stone. Yeah. Um, and you texted back, oh, I can't feel my legs. And I'm like, well, that's a that's a whole different thing yeah. than I was expecting. Right. And do, what? How much between that day and kind of how much how much do you remember just from after that until you kind of went in your coma state? Uh, not much. Not much. I'm surprised I was able to. Uh, respond to you there on that Tuesday, but uh, I don't remember really anything of being at Cox, which I was there for a week, and they sent me to KU Med Center. I was there for three weeks. I guess Cox really didn't give me much of a chance, but uh, KU, I, I don't remember that either. I, I'm told a lot of people came by to see me, and I don't remember any of that, but I do remember it being very nice, and uh, then after three weeks, they had me stabilized and sent me to the first place in Nebraska. I don't remember going up there. I do remember the helicopter ride from Cox to KU. That's something you'd remember. But, uh, you know, after I think a couple of weeks uh, at the first Nebraska place, I was kind of coming out of it. And, uh, it was, I had a heck of a time remembering what year it was and about the, the baseball playoffs were going on in October and I know they were on TV, but that was all really hard for me to follow. But uh, I'd say by the first of November, you know, we were we were watching all the Chiefs games and uh, following the football Bears and then the basketball Bears. I listened to or watched, I think, every basketball game last year. So I'd say it was really the first of November, about six weeks before, you know, I really was again aware of what was going on. What about what? So you're aware of what's going on. Do you remember anything from when you were out, or is it just like you woke, you went to sleep that Tuesday in October or late September, whatever day it was, and then yeah. woke up November? Is, uh, there, is there anything in there, or you just were in a state that you can have any memory from? Well, again, I remember KU Med Center being really nice, and uh, I think I I remember getting to uh, Madonna, the first place in Lincoln, and and uh, having to take me back to, to my bed. Uh, so, yeah, bits and pieces, but not really a, a whole lot until probably 1st of November. And uh, here you are. Uh, we're we're yeah. sitting here. We're in your Springfield facility. Uh, but just, just what does it mean for you to be back here? Oh, it means the world. Uh, the second Omaha, or Lincoln, Nebraska place, really, I give them credit for getting me here. They... They were very positive at that place, and uh, we got to be really close with the staff and nurses and physical therapists. And, uh, you know, I, in a way, hated to leave there, but 
I mean, we needed to get back to Springfield, and this has been a very good place for me, too, with the physical therapy and the staff. And, you know, we've been able to get out a lot. Uh, I'm in a motorized wheelchair, and uh, there are a variety of services in town that we can use to get me and my wife or daughter to where we need to go. So been to all three theater performances over the summer, uh, went to a chief's function that uh, the radio station that carries them locally had, and Mitch and Dana Hughes came down for that. It was great to be a part of that. Went to Rotary one time. To, I've been in that club since 1986. And Ryan Beard, the new football coach, was the speaker, so I wanted to go there for that. Um, getting ready to go to a Chiefs function uh, tomorrow in which uh, the Lombardi Trophy and Neil Smith and the cheerleaders will be down. So I was asked by the Springfield organizers to go to that. We've got a couple more things coming up in the next few weeks. So it's, uh, you know, kind of great to be little by little getting out in the community. Yeah, it's just from watching, this is a few days, we're recording this a few days after the sneaker soiree. So, right. I mean, you were able to go out to that, the Missouri State Athletics fundraiser annual event. Right. And everybody was able to see you. I laugh because I saw you and Kathleen there. You said to me, you said to us, I want to go get some food. And you were in one spot of the corner of Hammond Student Center. You made it six inches before a big long line formed and just wanted to talk to you. I ended up having to, I ended up going to get you your piece of pizza. Yeah. But I mean, just watching how people interacted with you, just walking up to you and saying, hey, do you remember me and all this? You have your memory. Just uh, just tell people how you are and um, the, to where, I mean, you're still there. And I, we've, you've been there since... Uh, Kind of when you were, you've been able to start talking, be able to get some of that memory back, and, and you do know what year it is now. Yeah, I do. I do. It's uh, 1968. Oh. But, uh, you know, uh, that's going to be a good election between uh, Nixon and Humphrey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got all that back. Now, at the first place in Lincoln, they did a lot of various kinds of therapy, and, uh, and, and one of them, I, I think they kind of gave up on me that, uh, uh, you know, I just couldn't do things up to par. And, uh, but the second place, like I say, was great. And I think the positivity, I mean, I've had a positive attitude through this whole thing that I'm going to come through it. And that was maybe uh, ill-conceived because there were a couple times that it probably uh, could have gone the other way. But, but I've had a positive attitude throughout. And uh, I, I attribute that to a lot of uh, the, the progress I've made. Well, I, uh, that brings me back to, I mean, the day after Missouri State loses to South Dakota State, your family's told the worst news they can hear. Some friends there, I get a phone call saying, you're not going to make it through the day or the next few days. You get yeah. lifted to KU Med that night. And it sounds like you were kind of aware and some of the stops, whether it's November, there was some scary stuff in December, whether it was right. your pneumonia, right. uh, whether it was some stomach problems that popped up. So, so you were aware at some points that people said you weren't going to make it. Um, the, the only time really that I was aware of that was at Madonna, where they had this woman, I call her the angel of death. Uh, she was the palliative care person. And she, you know... The night before we were leaving to go to the second place, Ambassador, she was in my room saying, now you need to get your affairs in order and like end of life issues. And 
I said, get out of here. I'm not, I'm not hearing this. You know, I'm, I'm going to make it. And, and, uh, and, and sure enough, here we are. So really, that was the only time. I mean, I was, I was barely aware of the, the bowel obstruction that I had, that I needed surgery. Uh, I was not aware at all when they put in the pacemaker, which they decided to do it, oh, in January, probably. Uh, I, I don't really remember that procedure at all. But uh, no, I, I only only a couple times did I question whether I was going to make it. And you say positive attitude kept you going through all that. I think the biggest question every time I come in, just how positive you continue to be, how? <laughs> it's just how do you yeah. keep that when... Uh, you could easily be sitting there, no use of your legs right now, yeah. asking why me, hating the world. But here you are, just being like, "Hey, I get to I get to call a Chiefs game on Sunday. Hey, right. I get to go do this and that." When, I mean, it, there were times when people told you that you weren't going to be able to do it, but you're just like, "I'm getting up. I'm going to get out of here." Yeah, I mean, in fairly recent times that some family members have questioned whether I'm ready to do some of these things, but uh, so many people have been so kind and their outreach and caring. I mean, that's really been a tremendous help. And, uh, you know, people say they want me back on the radio. So uh, the, the chief said that, so we're going to do that. And, uh, and Missouri State did too. So we're going to plan on doing that. How, how have you kept the positivity? Well, just throughout I, everything. Yeah, a lot of it's my faith. I mean, I, I think... Uh, the Lord has had a part in this and all the prayers that have been said on my behalf. But, uh, uh, you know, I've always been a positive person and uh, kind of glass half full kind of kind of person. So, uh, like I say, with with the exception of a couple of times, uh, I've, I've, I've felt all along that I'm going to get through this. When you get to those exceptions of those little times, what's brought you back up? You know, when you've gotten... There's, there had to be some extremely low points when you're thinking maybe you do need to get your affairs in order, things like that. What brought you back up to where you can be the positive and um, be the person that's still alive right now? Yeah, I, I remember one night uh, uh, things weren't going very well. and uh, There was another time uh, fairly late. I mean, it was in early April, not too long after I came back. And uh, my blood pressure was crashing and my temperature went way up and they got me to the hospital there in Lincoln and I stayed there eight days. So when, when that happened, uh, you know, of course, uh, my son and daughter-in-law rushed over from Kansas City and that, that's never good when, I mean, it's good to see them, but that it's that serious. But by, by, the, by the second day, they had that under control. I just think I've, I've been sent to the right places at the right time to to get me back back home and hopefully home home at some point here uh, before too long. What have you learned about your family throughout all this? I mean, I look at, I mean, your wife never left your side, was, yeah. in, was in Nebraska for how, as long as you were in Nebraska. Right. See Kathleen driving up there all the time, Chris and his, and his wife making the drive, your right. grandkids seeing you right. uh, every once in a while. Just what have you learned about family throughout well, all this? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I knew how much love we all had for each other, but that really has been further demonstrated by the loyalty that, that they all have had in getting to, to be with me as much as they did. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good drive up from Lincoln, uh, the, as you know, uh, from here to Lincoln and back. And 
for for them to be with me. That's that's meant meant a ton. So I I really uh, I it wasn't anything I didn't already know about them, but uh, uh, they they have demonstrated it throughout this, and then they continue to. And then there's I mean there's friendships I look at. Um, I, I know me and Abby were able to make it up a couple times. Right. There were uh, Coach Rowe making it up when he was able to. Right. Um, Coach Keltner and his wife. And yeah. Uh, you, you were, the Lady Bears being able to stop by when they play a game in Nebraska. Just, yeah. uh, and you look at all that and you see some other friends, whether it's um, friends setting up GoFundMe accounts and yeah. the donations you were able to receive through the community and the love that they showed there. Just yeah. that you know you you knew you were loved just because you were the voice because you were the voice of the Bears and the person you are. But what you learned kind of through that way, the support you were oh, able to boy. get and everything that came your way there. Yeah, that was that was tremendous, and uh, you know that has come in handy. The certainly the GoFundMe money. Uh, particularly since we've been back here, but uh, what what a, a tremendous outpouring! I, I don't know what to say. I mean, very humbling that that people would, and, and some were exceedingly generous on uh, uh, contributing to that, and uh, that that means uh, means everything. Yeah, I mean, you're getting back to what you love. Uh, you're getting yeah. to be. You're getting to do um, your radio hits. I just listen. Yeah. I mean. Sneaker Soiree, you're able to get the microphone, make a few jokes that yeah. I wasn't ready for. I didn't know you had, I forgot you were funny. It's, <laughs> it's been a little bit. Um, but you crack a couple jokes and you're like, hey, I'm going to be calling the Chiefs. And this is going to air after you do your first uh, preseason game. Yeah. But being able to do that, that's, a, that's I know that's been a motivating thing for you. Yeah, it has. Uh, and uh, Learfield at Missouri State. Uh, I mean, my insurance is still with them. I'm still an employee of theirs. Uh, they've been very supportive, and the Chiefs have been very supportive. Uh, um, so now I'm back into season mode and talking to Dan Israel about the broadcast. And uh, we're going to have a conference call tomorrow with all the people involved in the broadcast, except Mitch, but everybody involved in the technical end of it. And uh, that, That's great. I mean, th these are all little little families that I have, the, the Chiefs Radio and certainly Missouri State, that's a big family, and it was great to see so many people at the soiree the other night, That uh, many of whom I've known for many years. So, uh, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, the doing the Chiefs and, and doing the Bears, and, you know, I was ambitious at first and thought, well, I'll just do all the games like before, but I think doing the home games this year is going to be enough. And, uh, you know, we've got a great replacement for me on road football, Steve Savard, uh, color 10, who is, was the voice of the Rams for 15 years in St. Louis. So uh, looking forward to all of that and, and how the, how the well, like I do every year, how the Bears teams fare. Just as far as I know, I know you're excited to do it just because you've been doing this for a long time. But yeah. what about for like? Hey, people have told you that you can't do it, and you had goals to be able to get back to, hey, I want to call a game. I haven't called my last game. Yeah. I haven't called my last Chiefs game. Just uh, to be to know that you're getting to that point to where you can do that. This coming Sunday, again, this will air after that right. first preseason game. But 
I know that was, uh, that's just something that you put your mind to. And how has that been a motivating factor to try to get you there? Oh, yeah, it, it very definitely has. I mean, those are the two things that I've wanted to do, the, the Chiefs and the Bears. And we're going to get to do them here in the next few weeks. Uh, now, our son, Chris, is coming down from Kansas City to make sure I don't make a fool of myself on, on Sunday. Uh, after I made my announcement at the soiree last week, I got back to the room about 10.30, and he's calling. He'd seen your tweet. He said, you are doing what? <laughs> and I said, well, I told you I was going to do this. And, and he, he took me point by point because he pretty much knew what I had to do on the Chiefs. Well, how are you going to do this? And I told him, and, okay, now how are you going to get scores from other games? And I told him. And so he said, well, I'm coming down. So, so fine. So I can use all the help I can get. And they, like say, put an Ethernet port in here for me, and I think we're good to go. I didn't mean to get you in trouble when I put that out. You, 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 you rolled out there, you yeah. said it, and I'm just like, hey, yeah. Art's coming back, everybody. Yeah. He wants it to be known. You wouldn't have made the announcement if you didn't. Well, and I'll, I'll get to see the grandkids this way. He's bringing them, so that was, that was another, uh, another plus out of that. All a part of your elaborate plan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, you, you get to do Missouri State, and I mean, that is, you're the voice of the Bears. You know how much you mean. We talked about how much you mean to this community and uh, the people that have reached out and helped you, the people you saw the other night, Soiree, and how much you mean to them. But I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you had some doubts there if you would be able to call those games again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, we're going to do a little practice run here in the room next week. And then Kathleen, my daughter, who's sitting here, will have to uh, uh, kind of put my charts together that I've always done. I can't write real well yet. I can sign my name, but uh, I'll tell her what to put, and she'll put it there. And So I'll have those to, to use on game night. Uh, I, I think it'll all work out. Are you have you been practicing like your touchdown calls, just trying to get some of that uh, excitement back in the voice? Uh, no, not yet. But when when we do the uh, practice run, then uh, we'll do it then. Man, there's a few. I mean, that's Missouri State doesn't go. It doesn't start at home until like the fourth week of the season. R right. It's it's very late. So you. We need to win a few, so you're actually excited to do it. We'll get to the fourth week of the year, and you'll be like, "Nah, don't really. You no. don't have to. You don't have to take me out there." I'll be excited no matter what to, to get back in the booth. Yeah, we're we're hopeful Ryan Beard can uh, Kansas. Uh, people circled that early in his uh, early when that was announced. That it's like, oh, Kansas could be the first one since 1990 for an FBS win. Kansas, of course, uh, gets okay again when right. they have one of the best offenses. Um, in the Big 12, so who knows? And they need to beat UT Martin because uh, yeah, UT Martin's a bad day for you too. Just thinking about your you deciding to call a football game with that kidney stone uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> during the UT Martin playoff game. Yeah, when I was in the emergency room till about two hours before the game, and then yeah, I went and people said then, "Well, you're not going to call the game today." I said, yes, I am. It's a playoff game. Of course, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You've probably always been this ornery, or what's the, what's the right word for that? Just uh, well, I mean, I, I show up and do my job. I mean, I don't call in sick. It's it's like in the theater, I man. I guess you do have an understudy in the theater, but for the most part, the show must go on, and 
And I've always felt that way about the, the broadcast. I know that's, uh, that's something your mom always said, correct? Yeah, exactly. She did. She was head of a little theater in her. Yeah, so uh, um, just getting back to doing that. I, that. I mean, we've talked about the goal of being that, but how do you imagine that being? Just uh, putting on the mic and uh, yeah. uh, sitting in there. I believe Corey Riggs is going to be helping you out for home games. Right. So that's going to be a great thing for that's, you. Uh, that's going to be, be a lot of fun. I mean, that, that's why I want to kind of go up and uh, get in the, the booth so I'm not just doing it the first game, but I've, I've, I've gotten back in there. That'll, that'll be a little bit emotional in and of itself. But, uh, you know, I, I think every year, and I'm at, at the age where, but this can happen at any age, that when, when, I, when we have the last home game of the year, when I'm leaving the arena or the stadium, I'm thinking this may be the last time I do this. Um, and so far, it has, has not been, and uh, it'll hopefully continue to not be for, for a number of years. And how much longer, I mean, before all this, how much longer did you think you well, had? You know, uh, I'll be 70 in three years. Uh, you might think that's, that's a good uh, stopping point, but we'll see. I mean, there's guys doing play-by-play in their 80s, the voice of the uh, Steelers and Pitt, uh, Bill Hillgrove, I think he's 82. Uh, so uh, I, I got a few more years, I'd say. Yeah, I remember talking to you just like a schedule would come up. And, oh, yeah. Or like MSU would like schedule out a 2030 game against whether it was like Texas Tech or yeah. whoever. And you'd be like, oh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And it was just like, art seven years down the line. It's like, I'm doing it. So yeah. it's like you... You weren't slowing down anytime soon. I know you were. Th- I know there were thoughts of maybe slowing down on the radio show behind the scenes, but yeah. um, it seems like you were enjoying having a little more time and traveling a little bit and doing the things you wanted to do. In addition to, um, in, in addition to doing play-by-play, which was your first love. Well, and, and guys my age or less are, are finally retiring. Mike Reese at SIU were the same age and. He, he retired at the end of last season, and Gary Rima is younger at Northern Iowa, and he retired to Florida and just loves it. He plays in an adult baseball league down there. That's always been a big thing for him. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting to the age where that might be in the, in the future, but uh, let's get through this season and see how this goes. I'd love to see you in a, an adult softball league or baseball league in the next few years. Yeah, well, I'd have to be able to walk, but uh, let's get you off of those. And we're hoping hoping that uh, still occurs, and uh, some of the doctors think that it will. And give us an update on that. Where where are you at? I mean, you still have the trach, and you still have some of those other things. But what are the next steps, and where are you at right now? To next steps in getting better. Well, this morning we got uh, the uh, trach uh, appointment moved up a month, so I'll get to go uh, here the end of August for that, and hopefully get that out. So that'll be a big step. Uh, and other than that, I mean, we just need to continue to do physical therapy. Uh, that's really, after I get the trach out, that's the main reason that I'm still here. Uh, when we go home, we got some decisions to make, you know, about accessibility and so on. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm still thinking that we can build some ramps and stay there for a while. My wife's thinking about getting another place and that, that would be fine too. But, uh, you know, I love that house and love to get, to get back there if I can. 
you are a little attached to some of those things, aren't you? I know how hard it was to sell the Marshall House, and yeah. you, you do love you love your history. Just like the, the it, little things mean a lot to you, and it always has. It seems. Yeah, it does. I mean, Marshall means a lot to me, and I I would get up there about once a month, uh, and so now I'm not really in a position to do that. But I think we're going to buy an accessible van so we can control our movements a little bit more and. That'll enable me to get up there some and to Kansas City uh, to see the kids and grandkids and maybe do some Chiefs broadcasts up there. I know you were slowing down on going up there for your Chiefs broadcast. You would drive up there, do it from a studio, drive home, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, I usually didn't go up and back in one day. I sometimes did on the preseason games. I mean, if this hadn't happened, I probably would on this one because uh, it's a Saturday day game and then... It's still plenty early to get back home, but I normally, for a, a noon Chiefs game, I would go up the night before, and the Chiefs radio would put me up in a hotel, or sometimes I'd stay with our son, depending on the timing, and uh, and then I'd come back after the game. If it was a late game, uh, sometimes I'd stay that night, and that would be at, uh, at my son's house, but, uh, you know, yeah, I would look at the calendar, and I mean, there was one, the probably the worst one. We had a, a night game at Murray State the night before and then had a noon Chiefs game the next day. So I knew I could not drive all night and, and do that. So my good friend Rick Jester went along and he drove me from Murray all night to Kansas City. And we got there about 4 a.m. to the hotel and I had to be at the station at, uh, I guess, uh, 8. So uh, slept. I slept a good part of the way, and uh, and so then we went on back. I guess after the game, but that was uh, that was the worst one. But I'm always looking and seeing uh, now how am I going to get from here to there, and when am I going to go? And so with not doing the Bears road games and doing the Chiefs for the most part from here, that that takes all that out of it right now. But uh, you know that'd be a good problem to have to get back to to doing that. Yeah. No. I mean that's. Yeah, when I heard when I've heard when I heard you were gonna be setting your mind to this, it's like, well, nobody could tell him no because he's gonna if he wants to do it, he's gonna do it. I, I, stubborn was the word I was looking for yeah. earlier. You're you're yeah. a stubborn guy. I guess so. I guess I am. <laughs> I'm I'm like a Missouri mule here. I'm a Missouri guy, but uh, yeah, I guess that that's a good way to describe it. You're kind of a jackass, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> No, what have you what have you missed the most when you look at this? Is it is it radio? Is it is it something a little more sentimental? Well, I mean, I've missed being in Springfield. I've missed seeing people, and now so many people are coming by to see me, and that's great. They're bringing me food, that that's also good. I've gained some pounds back since since I got back here. Uh, you know, of course, I had cashew chicken my first meal when I got back here uh, on May twenty fourth. Uh, but yeah, it's just seeing the people that have come in and, and being able, like I say, to get out and go to Rotary, go to the soiree, uh, go to the chief's function. Uh, it's just been great to be back home. It's your favorite meal so far. Hmm. Boy, there've been some good ones. Uh, well, that, that first cashew chicken, since I hadn't had that in about a year, that was, that was pretty good. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say. There have been 
some good stuff brought in here. I know I know Abby and I enjoyed it when we were able to come by and uh, tried going to five different Mexican restaurants yeah. on a Sunday night to, Sunday. Yeah. to bring you guys food. I yeah. found that Mondays, a lot of places are closed too. I, I don't get the Mondays. Yeah, I don't either. And right. just, just something like, I don't know what it is about Springfield Mondays, but yeah. they treat it like Sunday sometimes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you end up finding it finding an open Mexican restaurant that night. So as you were driving up and down East Sunshine while I was looking up things and calling you. <laughs> it was fine. It was good food. It was good food. Yeah, it was. So uh, what have you learned? What do you think you've learned the most since, uh, since you kind of woke up that November morning after uh, kind of being out of it for a month? Um, well, just, just how many people were pulling for me and praying for me. And uh, contributing with their, their dollars and just with sending cards. And like, say, people came up to see me in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, just, just how many people care that really uh, has been amazing to, to see. Lisa able to get through all the cards yet? Uh, well, no. I mean, she, when we were in Nebraska, she was, uh, I'd get on her sometime, but she was pretty diligent about. Uh, thank you notes, particularly for people in the GoFundMe, but uh, I think that has stopped since she's been back, and we probably need to get back on that. She's been she's been working in the yard so much since we got back, just on her flower beds and things. Hey, that makes her happy, though, right? It does. <laughs> yeah, she she complains about you know how terrible the yard looks, and I'm I mean I've looked at it one time. We were on our way someplace and. I had the van take us by, and I at least saw the front yard, and it looked great. So I think she's overstating the uh, terrible nature of our yard. But, uh, yeah, she, she likes to work in there. She needs to get you back to mowing it. That's what she needs to do. Yeah, yeah. We got a guy, you know, now doing that. But, yeah, I was, I was push mowing the yard right up until this happened. Um, what, what do you appreciate most about life? Is it the people? Is it the relationships? Is it just being able to breathe and live right now? Just what is it? Yeah, all, all of the above. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess in looking back, I am very blessed to, to still be here at all. But uh, once we got past that, I, I think the people and the relationships are, are what, I, what I missed most and, and what I cherish the most now. What do you think about the Chiefs? They'll be fine. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl, much less win it, and it hadn't happened in 20 years. But, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're the best team until somebody proves otherwise. They need to get the Chris Jones thing resolved, and I think they will. They know they, they need him, and he knows the Chiefs need him, so that gives him some leverage. They're going to have to redo some contracts, and that's why Brett Veach gets the big bucks to do that. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, as many rookies started and played key roles on defense last year, uh, when Mitch and Danon were here at this uh, function a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about the culture of the team. Everybody talks about culture, but that with Andy Reid, they really, uh, it really is. It's almost plug and play. As long as you got 15, they're taking the snaps. Uh, you're going to be all right. I know you liked. I know you were watching quarterback a little bit. Do you like yeah. that? Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing, and uh, that was good. And I knew how it was going to end, so that was that was good too. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you were able to. I know you had family. You had family over. You guys were able to watch that all together. Uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, Lisa and I. We were in Nebraska, and of course, it was in the evening, and she usually would go back to her duplex that she rented for seven months, but uh, she stayed for the whole game, and she brought a dinner over that she had cooked, and we had a little champagne, and that was uh, that was a, a big night. Had them all the way. Right. Had them all the way. I had yeah. a little wink there. Yeah. I don't think that was, it wasn't defensive holding at the end, was it? Uh, defensive pass well, interference? Well, he, uh, the, the receiver got turned around twice by the, the, the back. So <laughs> I'd say that constitutes a defensive holding. See, I missed, there were certain times throughout all of it, it's like, I really wish I could do a show with Art today or the yeah. next day after some of that. And, uh, the Monday after the Chiefs won a Super Bowl was not one of the shows that I wanted to do. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this. It's like it's just going to be art and dancing around for a while. Yeah. No, I was happy you had some of that happiness. And I mean, quarter even watching the quarterback series, yeah. um, just watching. I can't watch when I see Chiefs Colts on that day. Huh. I just can't help but think uh, you weren't able to watch that one. Just, yeah. I remember watching that that Sunday football with the family and just being like, yeah. it's just hard to just kind of concentrate on what we were watching. And the Chiefs, of course, lose the Colts of right. all teams. Yeah. And then we heard, we heard, we learned the news, we learned the news and uh, quote unquote, um, when we heard you weren't going to make it that morning, it's just like, this is just the worst Art Haynes day ever. Um, I hear you, they, they go on to win the Super Bowl and here you are just being like, hey, everybody who doubted me, I'm still yeah. here. Yeah, Mitch has talked about that, and he did at the the uh, deal downtown. That uh, they all went to Indianapolis, and they'd been told that I'm, you know, probably just not going to make it at all. So they were all shocked about that. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't see that game. And so then when I got back with it, I'm I'm sitting at who did we lose to? We lost three games, and but I, I mean I saw the Bills game. I was up for that, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, we know the year now, I think, and uh, who's the president and all those questions that they ask you. And you're like, uh, the Colts? And it was like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go back to sleep for a few more weeks yeah. after that one. Man, I mean, the Colts have had our number for a long time. A lot of that was Peyton Manning, of course. And there was that playoff game, of course. Oh, my. Stab right in the chest right there. That was in 95 uh, when the Chiefs were the top seed. And uh, went over, and and it was a home game, obviously, and uh, ice and snow, and yeah. Well, there's a recent one too. Chiefs were up like twenty something. Oh yeah. Andrew Luck brings them back. Right. That was uh, the uh, one of Reed's first years that that happened. Yeah, should have fired him then. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I think it was thirty-eight to seventeen or something. The Chiefs were ahead and got beat. About Missouri State, just uh, have you been able to wrap your head around anything there? Just uh, I know you were able to spend a little bit of time with Ryan Beard at that Rotary Club. Well, and, and I'd talked with him at some length a couple of days before that for the pigskin preview article that I write. And I say write. Kathleen uh, wrote what I dictated on that, and we got that sent in. But, uh, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good handle on the Bears and you know, new head coach, obviously, who I just love. I think he's going to do a wonderful job. But a lot of new players, and they, they got picked about where I thought they would be and probably should be based on 
returning players and last year's record, which is five and six. But I'd like to hope they can do better than that. And to do so, they're going to have to beat uh, Tennessee Martin and, and uh, Dixie State or whatever they are now, Utah Tech. Uh, and then, you know, go four and four in the league. I think that would be a, a good first year for Ryan. What makes you so confident, Ryan? Because, I mean, Bobby Petrino is like, oh, things are going to change here, especially after those Steck years. But yeah. Ryan's different. He's not Bobby Petrino. He's 34 years old and uh, just energetic as heck. Just what is it that you really love about him when you've been able to talk? Well, when I got to know him uh, early on, I, I said on Sports Talk, I said, you know, Petrino's probably not going to be here real long, given his his uh, history and I hope when he leaves, he leaves Ryan behind as head coach. Uh, he's just uh, uh, very mature, confident, uh, obviously has the Petrino uh, legacy with him, having been a family member and still is. And I'm sure he learned a lot from Bobby. He's been around football all his life and uh, like to think maybe Petrino will throw some uh, recruits this way that they're maybe not going to take at A&M, but could play a, a decisive role at the FCS level. So uh, I, I really I really like him a lot, and I, I have confidence that he'll do a great job. Yeah, I mean, he's he's enjoyed talking to you, too. He's just uh, I'm just struck by how a little bit different he is, uh, just whether it's trying to learn from everybody he interacts with, yeah. and it's... Uh, uh, how he true he's a very good listener and it, you see that in the way he brings in others whether it's outside business people or um he, even uh, he remembers things that i talk about he was given he was joking around about my my uh wiffle ball team uh, one yeah. of the last times i saw him he's like you know how to coach your wiffle ball coach I'm like, how do you remember that i don't even i haven't talked about wiffle ball in years but uh just his attentiveness and uh, to every to everybody, just to listen to how they talk and everything about that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. At Rotary, he uh, said he invites people to come over to cook out and have dinner at his home, and said not very many people take him up on it. But he invited the room full of Rotarians. Hey, anytime you want to come, give me a call. And uh, he came back to visit with me afterward. I said I'm going to take you up on that. So he said, come on. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's very open uh, and, like you say, uh, wanting to get out in the community and, 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 and just talked about it. The team has gone out in the community and done some things. So, yeah, I, I think he's, he's going to be very successful. He gave you a starting quarterback. He refuses to give me one. He didn't, but, I mean, from, from reading your recent <laughs> articles, it looks like Clark has the edge there. But they got three pretty good uh, – possibilities and I think uh, in the end I mean not this year but Cole Furbacher Furbacher sorry is going to be uh, going to be a good quarterback here I saw him play quite a bit in high school and uh, you know of course you throw for a lot of yards in a Mike Mock system but uh, I, I was really impressed with him yeah no I I, I often tell people Cole Furbacher is the most talented quarterback I've seen around here maybe not the winningest but even though he was in that system, he's still th he's talented. Just yeah. the arm and the athleticism and the way he's able to move around, um, just quite just a pretty special athlete at that position. That 
I don't think I've had one of those since I've been here. I'm going into my seventh, I start my seventh year uh, this week. So it's just, uh, I haven't noticed that too much. I don't know who's, a, who's the last great quarterback you've seen come through here. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he would have to be the best probably I've seen in, in a good number of years. Uh, you know, in, until recently, this area has been very run-oriented with high school football. So you haven't seen a lot of great quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd put him at the top of the list. Yeah, I know it's going to be tough for you to get, get around to some high school stuff. Just kind of what, what's going to keep you in the loop? you going to do anything there? I'm not going to do anything, but if, uh, if we get this van, that might, might get me to some games, and that's what I'm hoping to do. Is that a message to anybody? Get me this van? Who, who, who are we talking to? Who are we yelling at here? Well, uh, one car dealer in town said they thought they could locate one, but uh, uh, Rick Jester and yourself, you know, pe people have been looking for me, and I I'm going to follow up. I say I will, but I'm going to on some of these, and we'll, we'll see what the best deal is. They hear your voice, and uh, I mean, everybody at the soiree is like, "Oh, you are doing great." Uh, once they hear your voice, you can be like, "Oh, oh no, we can't be the one to leave Art Haynes there when he wants to watch some football." Uh, Eldon Combs was here earlier today, and he said he he couldn't believe how I looked. Now, you know, I never looked great, so but uh, and that was before all yeah, this right. too. I mean, but he said he thought I'd just be shriveled up and. You know, I'm not. Some of the food people are bringing in, I guess. But uh, uh, other than being in this wheelchair, I I feel like uh, my old self, and I will even more, I think, when I start doing some games. How uh, How's the ice cream here? I know that was big in Nebraska. How's it here? Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I don't order it as much. I, I had it, yeah, about two meals out of every three, not breakfast, but because they wouldn't let me. <laughs> but in Nebraska, but uh, yeah, it's good here. And Marty Prather brought me some back from Ohio that I'm still working on in the, in the freezer. So, yeah, we're doing good. People brought me Andes a few times. That that was that's been good too. Boomer Bear, of course. Marty Prather brought you ice cream. He did. What's going on there? He brought you ice cream from Ohio. From what's, Ohio. What's the ice cream in Ohio? Well, he's from there. It's called Graters. Yeah, I watch Jeopardy every day, and that was a question about some Ohio ice cream and graters. And that was the answer, that none of the contestants got it right. And I wouldn't have either if it hadn't been for Marty. But, uh, yeah, he brings me ice cream and sometimes potato chips, the certain brand of potato chips from there. And, and, and of course, uh, keeps me in, in pizza. In pizza. Let me know Marty's keeping you with pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I've kept you. That's, that's about 43 minutes there, but... I did want to start out this podcast by letting people hear you, and they haven't heard you really uncut since uh, uh, since really September. So I, I wanted to give listeners that opportunity, and I know I've I've been really excited that you said you wanted to be a part of this uh, kind of going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think this is a good outlet for you, and I'm happy to be your first guest. You're you're not a, you're not just a guest of me, buddy. You're uh -huh. you're, you're my co-host for life, and uh, uh -huh. you're going to be somebody that uh, people are going to want to hear from pretty often. So, 
uh, I'll, I'll keep annoying you. I'll come in this, these afternoons and uh, make Kathleen have to be quiet over there for a little bit as I uh, uh, ask you for all your opinions because people want to hear yours more than mine most of the time. Well, I, I appreciate being on and uh, it's good to be back. All right, we'll, talk, we'll get you on here soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.